Section 144 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 175 To Monsieur de Voltaire, now staying at Berlin. London, August 27th, Old Style, 1752. Sir, as a most convincing proof how infinitely I am interested in everything which concerns Mr. Stanhope, who will have the honor of presenting you this letter, I take the liberty of introducing him to you. He has read a great deal. He has seen a great deal. Whether or not he has made a proper use of that knowledge is what I do not know. He is only twenty years of age. He was at Berlin some years ago, and therefore he returns thither, for at present people are attracted toward the north by the same motives which but lately drew them to the south. Permit me, sir, to return you thanks for the pleasure and instruction I have received from your history of Louis the Fourteenth. I have as yet read it but four times, because I wish to forget it a little before I read it a fifth, but I find that impossible. I shall therefore only wait till you give us the augmentation which you promised. Let me entreat you not to defer it long. I thought myself pretty conversant in the history of the reign of Louis the Fourteenth by means of those innumerable histories, memoirs, anecdotes, etc., which I had read relative to that period of time. You have convinced me that I was mistaken, and had upon that subject very confused ideas in many respects, and very false ones in others. Above all, I cannot but acknowledge the obligation we have to you, sir, for the light which you have thrown upon the follies and outrages of the different sects. The weapons you employ against those madmen, or those impostors, are the only suitable ones. To make use of any others would be imitating them. They must be attacked by ridicule, and punished with contempt. Apropos of those fanatics, I send you here enclosed a piece upon that subject, written by the late Dean Swift. I believe you will not dislike it. You will easily guess why it was never printed. It is authentic, and I have the original in his own handwriting. His Jupiter, at the Day of Judgment, treats them, much as you do, and as they deserve to be treated. Give me leave, sir, to tell you freely that I am embarrassed upon your account, as I cannot determine what it is that I wish from you. When I read your last history, I am desirous that you should always write history, but when I read your Rome Sauvé, though ill-printed and disfigured, yet I then wish you never to deviate from poetry. However, I confess that there still remains one history worthy of your pen, and of which your pen alone is worthy. You have long ago given us the history of the greatest and most outrageous madman. I ask your pardon if I cannot say the greatest hero of Europe. You have given us latterly the history of the greatest king. Give us now the history of the greatest and most virtuous man in Europe. I should think it degrading to call him king. To you this cannot be difficult. He is always before your eyes. Your poetical invention is not necessary to his glory, as that may safely rely upon your historical candor. The first duty of an historian is the only one he need require from his, ne quid falsi dissere odiat, ne quid veri non odiat. Adieu, sir. I find that I must admire you every day more and more, but I also know that nothing can ever add to the esteem and attachment with which I am actually your most humble and most obedient servant, Chesterfield. End of section 144. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.